You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the weekend of Friday, October 30th, 2020. Yep, it's happy Halloween weekend. Are you tricking or treating or just keeping your distance? It's our 25th year on the air. As the announcer dude said, I am Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. Ah, very good. Very good for Halloween weekend. That's very good. And, of course, we've got everybody from uh, Danny and Beth and Kim and Horatio and birthday boy Erasmo. Around to answer your questions, we do the research for you, we'll do the digging, we'll, they'll do the editing and, and calls, and all the fun stuff to put the show together each and every week for you. So we hope you appreciate it. More importantly, we hope you participate on the program because we do want to hear you. You make the show. Your questions, comments, help for other listeners, your congratulatory messages about our 25th year on the air are very much appreciated. But please don't just say, hey, happy 25 years on the air. Tell us what you liked or disliked about tech. Like we had a caller, was it Marcus, last hour, that said, happy 25th year, but let me tell you what I liked and also at the same time disliked. That's what we love to hear because it's also a bit reminiscent, not only for Chris, who's the tech history guy, but for all of us. You know, in this case, we could relate to what he was talking about, and, and we then discussed it a little bit further as well. So let us know those kinds of things because when you're on the air and you're heard on the air, that qualifies you for prizes. And boy, do we have a bunch of brand new items to share with you. Stay tuned because in a few minutes we'll tell you about those. However, first and foremost, before we get back to your calls, some tech news and commentary. This past Tuesday, Miso Robotics, the Silicon Valley robotics company behind the burger-flipping robot Chef Flippy, um, <laughs> announced that uh, White Castle is upping its investment in Flippy robots for its kitchens. Oh. White Castle has been trialing the Flippy robot at one of its Chicago restaurants in September. Now the tech-savvy fast food chain is expanding the robot to 10 new locations, suggesting that Flippy has passed its probationary period and is set to become a longer-term member of the White Castle family. That is very cool. Now, do you... Do do you also find it funny that it's miso robot? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, you know, or miso soup. But that's awesome. Yeah. 
for White Castle. I think that's really cool. It makes me want to go find one, but there aren't any near us. No. But I would love to see a miso robot cook my burgers. Yeah. Well, H, you're in New York. Send us some, uh, some White Castles. There you go. Horatio, you got that? Surprise the heck out of us. Send us some White Castles. We can only get them in the freezer section of our supermarket. Yeah. Not the same. And, and don't be sending us the frozen ones. We can get those, okay? Send us some fresh ones, which means, yeah, I know you're going to have to FedEx overnight them. But that's okay, because then uh, just wrap them well. Well, I know we know what we pay him. I don't know if he can afford the FedEx yeah, overnight. Yeah, that, that's true. Well, he'll, just, he'll attach it to this month's bill or something. Yeah. He's like, yikes. Hey, but speaking of fast food, it hasn't been your imagination all those times that you visited McDonald's only to find that the darn soft-serve ice cream machine was out of order again. Well, they haven't been just your bad luck. It's actually a widespread problem. So widespread, in fact, that one software engineer developed an awesome McBroken tool. That's awesome. (laughs) I think that's great. It tells you which McDonald's locations in your area are actually serving the yummy soft-serve stuff. I'm loving it. You know, that reminds me of... See what I did there? You went right over it. I'm loving it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Mick broken. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. See, that reminds me of of an internet meme I saw recently. where It was a a Dairy Queen truck parked in front of a McDonald's, and it said, you know, ice cream machine's been broken so many times, they finally called in the pros. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, that's awesome. That's what... If you own a Dairy Queen queen franchise or or Mr. Softy or something like that, you need to find out what McDonald's in your area probably are. All of them don't have a working soft serve ice cream machine and just go park right outside in the parking lot till they chase you off and then park across the street. And, and it's really, really ironic that the ice cream machines are all broken, given how McDonald's started. I mean, it was obviously a, you know a single yeah. um, stand, but the the franchise, the McDonald's that we know, came from a guy who sold the milkshake machines mm-hmm. to, to McDonald's. And if they if their ice cream machine is out, how are they still making milkshakes? Isn't that the same stuff? Don't they use the That's same mixture? But for some reason, whatever the company is that makes all the ice cream machines had a major problem or has still a major problem. So use the McBroken tool (laughs) to see if there's one nearby you that actually works. I think that's hysterical. Yeah. Uh, Gotta love it. Samsung social media recently mocked Apple's decision not to include a charger or earphones in the box with the recent iPhone 12. Now reports indicate that the electronics giant may follow suit with its next flagship lineup in 2021. (laughs) Tech site Sam Mobile detailed rumors that Samsung may cut the charger and corded earphones from the package for the next Galaxy project, which could either be called the Galaxy S21 or Galaxy S30. Oh, my gosh. Shame, shame on Samsung. They always have to copy Apple. uh, And vice versa. (laughs) They're copying each other. But to drop... The charger and the earphones is just silly. General Motors recently took the wraps off its all-new Hummer electric pickup. Yeah, I ve- saw that. It looks amazing on the commercial. Yeah, and it's apparently been very popular. The vehicle isn't scheduled to go into production for another year, and it costs a staggering $112,595. Oh, I'll take two. Yeah, but that didn't, And that didn't stop it from immediately selling out within just hours of its launch. Wow. Uh, GM didn't say how many of the trucks will be made. Uh, the next and slightly less expensive version of the truck, the $100,000 Hummer EV3X. Oh, the bargain. Yeah. yeah. It's not scheduled to begin production until the fall of 2022. And GM said the least expensive Hummer EV, starting at only $80,000, oh. um, is scheduled to go into production in the spring of 2024. Oh, my God. 
God. So if you want an affordable Hummer EV, you're going to be waiting for probably quite a while. Quite a while. But it is interesting. It looks really cool, no question. Especially that front grille where it spells out Hummer and it looks like it's backlit. And I don't know if it is, but it looks really neat. I don't know that I'd be jumping on it, not only because of the price, but in EV and all that. Eh, well, you know, at this point, it's going to be at least two years before you can get your name on the list anyway. So. Yeah, well, that's true. Better get it on now yeah. and hope that I have $120-some-thousand yeah. when, when it's available. And if not, I just say, nah, I changed my mind. Really, I have nothing in the wallet or something. Yeah. I just can't afford it. But, nah, you know, other vehicles have come out since then that are much more interesting. James in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, listens online. And, yes, indeed, we love you, James. He's calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. You are and have always been my go-to spot for technology and information on technology. I have a new question. I'm in the market for a new laptop, and I keep seeing something about a new type of SSD. Can you explain to me the difference between the old standard SSD and the new ones that are coming? Thank you so much for what you do, and I love your family. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you. Thank you very much, we James. We love you, too. We love you, too. Exactly. And I, I especially love you because you use the app, even though it sounded like you might have been driving. Be careful. He's a passenger. We'll go with okay. that. Okay. Okay. He's a passenger. <laughs> now, James, you're probably seeing the NVMe SSD. NVMe stands for Non-Volatile Memory. It's not really all that new at this point, but it's slowly becoming the norm. Now, if you think of an older SSD looking like a hard disk drive, an HDD, a rectangular box meant to fit in the same spot the HDD took up, NVMe SSDs look like a stick of RAM memory more than that. Yeah, SSD drives that used SATA connectors had to implement some standards that weren't really optimal for SSDs. NVMe drives are better suited to the technology and may result in better performance, though any SSD will be good, really, um, and can make better use of multi-core processors. They will also take up a lot less room, which may or may not matter to you. Um, if you're just buying a laptop, uh, our guess is that it probably doesn't matter. Um, you really can't go wrong with any type of SSD, though. They will all be performant and energy efficient, so don't obsess too much about the type unless you're a real power user. Yeah, and James, you bring up a very good point, though. We have said ever since SSD came out, once you go SSD, you never go back. For a lot of reasons, most of which are the fact that things just boot up so quickly. And we've gone from a laptop with a hard disk drive that took a, a minute plus to boot up to one that was SSD and was up in six seconds and continues to work that way. Intotomorrow.com for more. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. Call 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. That's 855-212-6536. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancel fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. 
Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 25th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow. A longtime musical instrument manufacturer, our next guest is representing popular worldwide. I mean, you certainly have heard of Yamaha. Marketing consultant is Craig Knutson. Craig, welcome back into tomorrow. It's been a while. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, Dave. I, uh, I think I, you said 25 years. I think I was there on the uh, the first year you were there when we were live in a theater with all those products. I uh, wish I could see you live. But yes. I guess this is the next best yeah, exactly. We're virtually live together, and that counts. So <laughs> pop, popular social distancing, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. But, man, you guys always at Yamaha are coming out with cool stuff. Uh, first, at the up, uh, at the uh, outset, I want to thank uh, Yamaha for providing, as always, some great stuff for the summer giveaway, and we'll get into that. Uh, but tell me, first of all, how Yamaha even got its start. Uh, when did attention shift to technology-based products. So we've got a, a, a world-renowned company that's been doing awesome musically for many, many, many years, and then has really gotten a whole lot more tech-based. Well, uh, 1887 was their very first product. They, uh, um, it was a reed pipe organ that was created by the, uh, the Torakusu Yamaha. And, uh, you know, you could argue that that is a form of technology. You know, um, a reed pipe organ was probably pretty simple in its nature, but if you consider something like a piano, they started making uh, pianos in 1900, the grand piano in 1902. Back then, a piano was pretty technical, you know, over 10,000 parts and thousands of patents and the like. But I get what you're saying. They sort of went from acoustic instruments. In 1959, they made an electronic organ called the Electone, and right around 1980s, they started combining electronics or technology with acoustic pianos, and I like to think of them as technology-enhanced acoustic instruments, you know, like uh, hybrid pianos and the like. So it's... It's really been sort of gradual, but uh, boy, we're seeing a lot of technology-enhanced products today. <laughs> oh, for sure. And and anything that, I guess, helps musicians perform better, do their job better, create more, I mean, any number of positive things is certainly good for them. But more importantly, in the long run, it's good for us as their audience. Well, you know, and that's that's really sort of the point, the technology can't interfere with the playability of the instrument. We want it to enhance it. And Yamaha's goal is by adding a little bit of technology to an acoustic instrument, we want it to make it so that the musician wants to play longer, has more fun. I mean, I don't know... Um, do you play a musical instrument, Dave? I, I do not, and I've always been ashamed of the fact that I never took music in any school situation, that I never learned. I mean, I would kill to be able to, like, play a keyboard or something. You know, I envy I'm those who are musically inclined. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, but again, I certainly wish I could any instrument, but I just haven't. Instead, I figure I'm one of those that just enjoys others using instruments. But what about you? What do you do, or do you play? Well, yes, I've played since I was a kid, 
And uh, but as I was learning, and anyone who plays a musical instrument. I think they will say at one point that they get lost in time with an instrument. Like, you think you've been sitting down for 10 minutes, and it turns out being 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And very common in art forms, and that's what Yamaha's trying to do with the technology. As an example, we'll talk about a, a guitar that we're giving away on your show. It's called a transacoustic guitar. It's an acoustic guitar you can play in your backyard, and yet it's got uh, some technology in it that gives it reverb and chorus electronically while you're playing this in the backyard without hooking it up to an amplifier. It sounds crazy, but I've always wanted to play the guitar myself. Based upon this, I can't wait to get a transacoustic guitar because I want to play in my backyard on an acoustic guitar with reverb and chorus like I'm on a stage. <laughs> and, and first of all, the name transacoustic guitar, I mean, that got my attention to begin with because what on earth does transacoustic mean? <laughs> Well, here's, the, here's where Yamaha first came up with it, on the piano. Um, there's a little transducer, that's where the name comes from, that put that is mounted right against the soundboard of the piano. And it uses the soundboard of the piano as the speaker. So think uh. about it. You've got an acoustic piano, and let's say you want to play with music in your phone, like uh, uh, you know, just a song you want to play along with in audio. You hook this to the aux in of the transacoustic, and that transducer, which normally would go to a speaker, you know, to make sounds, wave, uh, wave sounds, it goes into the soundboard, and the soundboard acts as the speaker. You should see the look on people's eyes when I'm playing along, and all of a sudden you hear, hear uh, Paul McCartney singing through the soundboard of the piano, and then oh. I turn to them and say, there's no speakers in this piano. They say, well, what do you mean there's no speakers in the piano? We're using the soundboard of the piano. So to answer your question then, for the guitar, um, they got the transducer smaller and smaller and smaller. It's now mounted on the back of the guitar, which normally doesn't participate in the sound. The back of a guitar just sort of hoards up the sides of the, uh, you know, the guitar. And it uses the back of the guitar to do exactly what it does on the piano. It can, and it puts the body of the guitar into motion. You can add reverb. You can add chorus. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's run with two AA batteries. That's amazing. <laughs> right. And again, there's yeah. where Yamaha bringing tech into tomorrow and doing some really cool stuff. And that explains why the Yamaha guitar is one of the single most requested items in our summer giveaway, no doubt. I've just figured, man, a lot of musicians want a guitar, but this is a, a $1,200 guitar that, as you just explained it, does some very cool stuff. Yes, and uh, here's a stat that I uh, learned just the other day. One quarter of all guitars made in this world are made by Yamaha. So wow. we do the whole breadth. do entry level, and then they do things like this with technology. And uh, like I said, I've always wanted to learn guitar like you, but this is the one that I want to play in my backyard with reverb and chorus on an yeah. guitar. And, and imagine not only impressing yourself, but impressing anyone listening. <laughs> They're going to say, how are you doing that? And you say, Yamaha. <laughs> period. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, now, and, and what it, I'm looking here at the guitar on the site, scalloped bracing. What is that? Scallop bracing is uh, just the way in which the guitar is actually built. And again, I told you, I don't play guitar, you mm -hmm. know, but it helps develop that body resonance. You know, the guitar itself resonates, and so uh, the construction of the guitar makes a big difference, just like an acoustic piano. An acoustic piano 
is a mechanical amplifier, just as a guitar is normally. Everything that's in that instrument is designed to amplify sound acoustically. Mm-hmm. But now we're sort of putting the idea on its head. We're adding some electronics to help amplify and do some things non-acoustically. And this whole trans-acoustic idea that not only you're incorporating in the guitar and the piano, is this being utilized in other instruments as well? Primarily the piano and then uh, uh, the guitar. I believe those are the only two so far, but boy, I have a feeling once Yamaha comes up with an idea like that, uh, who knows where it's going to show up on other acoustic instruments. Yeah, good point, because that's the key. And, and when people say this is making my musical experience so much more enhanced, then they're going to be asking for it on other devices. And, and since Yamaha does so many other kinds of things, I think that that's truly amazing. I mean, when you stop to think about it, and I'm looking at, uh, of course, USA.Yamaha.com, pianos, uh-huh. keyboard instruments, guitars, basses, amps, drums, Brass and and woodwinds, strings, oh my gosh, you can do so many cool things, percussion, obviously, marching instruments. I mean, you see marching bands, well, not lately, but all the time over the years that are always using Yamaha stuff. And, and of course, synthesizers, they were a leader uh, in music production tools. You know, I did used to own recording studios as well for, for music. And I think we had more Yamaha stuff than anything else because that's what people wanted. I mean, it just goes on and on. And, of course, professional audio. You know, one expects that anyway. Uh, it's just right. really kind of give you the warm fuzzies, I'm sure, that Yamaha is so involved in so many different aspects in the industry. Absolutely. And, in fact, uh, the corporate logo is three tuning forks. And uh, so... Uh, Going back to that reed pipe organ made in 1887. So. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, Craig, if you don't mind, there's so much more I want to talk about. I want to get into this drum module, how it makes a drumming experience so much better, and, of course, others that we've got, other goodies from Yamaha for the big summer giveaway. Stay tuned. We'll take a quick break, come right back, and continue our discussion with Craig Knudsen, marketing consultant with Yamaha. Visit usa.yamaha.com. While you're at it, of course, hit us up at intotomorrow.com. Back in a minute. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 21 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's 800-213-5082. 
Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the marketing consultant from Yamaha Corp. of America, Craig Knutson. You want to visit usa.yamaha.com. When you come to intotomorrow.com, of course, we'll get you there. But we were talking before the break about some of the very cool instruments. And one of the other things as part of the summer giveaway is this EAD-10 drum module. Uh, Tell me what that's all about and how drummers and just musicians in general are are clamoring to get more info on this. Well, it's it's a sad fact that to to mic an acoustic drum kit is very difficult. Um, you know, getting the microphones in the right place and it just it's it can be a nightmare. And this little device mounts on the hoop of the bass drum and it instantly transforms acoustic drums into uh essentially uh, a microphone so that you can then broadcast it over the net. In other words, uh, it's direct USB audio. And by mounting it there, you're getting a stereo image of the drums as the drummer hears it. Right? Wow. And then uh, you can then share that online and socially. So it just tacks on the drum, and all of a sudden you're playing drums, and you're getting direct audio to the Internet. comes in handy when you're doing Zoom meetings with your drums. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm looking at one of – there's like a cutaway of this sensor unit, and, and it yeah. looks very involved and, and no doubt some, uh, some cool technology built into there. But the fact that it's also showing a left microphone, a right mic, uh, the, uh, the kick trigger. I mean, you're really actually being able to, to mic an entire drum set. You just mount it right on the hoop of that bass drum, and then you can add studio quality effects within the app, and then you can then share it. There's a little app that allows you uh, to do a video of yourself with this direct audio. It's called Rec and Share, Record and Share. And uh, uh, with your mobile device, you can share your performance both with video and this high-quality audio on the Internet. The timing of this could not be better, you know, in terms yeah. of people to share on the web. That's that's amazing. And I love your excitement about it because it's it's you know translating well on the air uh, to have people say my gosh it really does that and it does do that. Tell me now about one of the other items that Yamaha provided for our summer giveaway, uh, the keytar, which um, if I'm not mistaken is keyboard guitar sort of married together, huh? Yes, I think that's the unofficial name. It's called a Sonogenic, and, you know, you shared with me, Dave, that uh, you always wished you had learned to play a musical instrument. This keytar will take the music in your mobile device, and with an app called Chord Tracker, it evaluates the audio and creates a chord chart for that, and then it sends the audio to the instrument, and it's a little keyboard that's got uh, 37 keys on it. No matter which key you hit, the Sonogenic and Jam mode will reassign those keys so you can't hit a wrong note, and you can play along with your favorite musicians. It's no crazy. way. No, so this is, for, for someone like me, who otherwise has no musical talent or abilities whatsoever, I can pretend that I'm actually playing this? Well, it's more than pretending, because you're hitting the <laughs> You're hitting the actual keys. Like if you hit four notes, if three of the four notes are the wrong notes, it'll transpose it so at least you're hitting the right notes. But you select the sound, you select the rhythms, you're playing. You know, it's it's much more advanced than Guitar Hero was. You know, <laughs> that was just like a, deti- a timing thing. Yeah. So you can change the sounds you're playing. 
play air guitar with a keytar, and it's called Sonogenic. Oh, my gosh. No wonder that's popular as well, because just the fact that you can make great music, even if you've never played before, doesn't seem possible. But then again, technology is now playing that role again, and and tech steps in to say, I got (laughs) you. Well, and that the, the key part of this is the fact that Yamaha created an app that evaluates the audio in your mobile device, and from nothing but audio, it creates chords, which is essentially MIDI. And then that data is sent to the guitar, and uh, no matter which note you hit, it puts the right notes based upon the chords that it evaluated. Now, you can play it like a regular keyboard, shut off jam mode, and then you've got a nice keytar with a little strap around your neck, and you're playing a guitar keyboard. Uh, you know, so, yeah, if you, a, if you know what you're doing, you can actually do it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, is this meant, uh, Craig, for, for a particular age group? Is it is it designed for maybe you know younger folks, or... Or, or is it, you know, anybody of any age that can use it, I'm assuming, but is there a particular marketing strategy maybe for a particular age group? I think you're absolutely right. The image of playing a guitar like a keyboard, um, I would think it's the younger group. At our big trade show, we uh, had this uh, amazing uh, young lady come out and play, and she had some great outfits on with some uh, different colors in her hair and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I can't imagine Dave Graveline with all those colors in his hair, but, no. you know, hey, it's you. <laughs> I pretty much have one color lately. It's gray or <laughs> whitish or whatever. But but yeah, but that's kind of interesting because you paint that picture that is, is scary <laughs> about me coming out with purple hair and stuff. But you know what? I could play the keto. The the sonogenic. Why that name? That seems interesting. Sonogenic. How'd that come about? Well, genic obviously generating sono sound. So I think it was just a you know Yamaha's done a great job of creating great marketing names like Clavanova. Clav means keyboard. Nova means new. Yeah. It was the first digital piano ever invented. Disc clavier. That's a player piano where originally it played with a disc. So sonogenic is just another great name to differentiate. I think our products from other instruments. Well, and you do a very good job doing that differentiating. Oh, so well, thank you. It, it makes a huge difference by all means. And what's more to come? I mean, is there anything you can share with us uh, around the corner and slightly into tomorrow that we can anticipate? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, nothing that comes to mind. You know, I, uh, I've been to Japan many times and just have a joy working with the engineers. One of my favorite things to do is to take a product that they've made and to sit down and spend some time with it, get excited about it, and then play it for the engineers who made the instrument who claim they had no idea that it could do what I had just gotten it to do. You know, it's taking... They over-engineer these things so wonderfully, and then, and that's what customers, I think, enjoy, is the fact that it's better than it has to be, you know? And yeah. that's my joy over the years, is look what you guys created, and then perform on it, and watch the engineers just with that big smile on their face. So, I love it. So you're impressing the engineers who designed and made the product, and thinking, my gosh, it does even better than we thought we could do. <laughs> and that's terrific. Craig, you are such a delight to chat with. I don't know why it's been so long since we've had you on, but it won't be that long again, I assure you and our audience, because there's so much going on all the time with Yamaha and great musical instruments and and ideas. And just look for those three tuning forks. That's the Yamaha logo. And, of course, you'll see it at usa.yamaha.com. And, again, we'll get you there. Craig, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us here on Into Tomorrow. 
Absolutely. Let's do it again. By all means, sooner than later, intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. We continue bringing you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. What if people with type 1 diabetes had the power to manage their condition without finger sticks? To always know their glucose levels and where they're heading with just a glance at their smart device. To customize alerts and alarms to help keep them in range. All this knowledge powered by a small wearable. Introducing the Dexcom G6. Make knowledge your superpower. For a list of compatible smart devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. Hey, Dave, this is Carl from Mantee, Mississippi. Just wanting to tell you congratulations on 25 years of Into Tomorrow. No doubt our most favorite 25th year congratulatory message comes from Carl in Mantee, Mississippi, and his menagerie of Mantee uh, animals, I guess. We hope they're animals, not his family. Oh, gee. Well, early on, didn't it sound like maybe a baby laughing or, yeah. or something, I think? And then it sounds more like my ex-wife, so a donkey. Um, <laughs> your second I, one. Yeah, the second yeah. one. Fine. Not your mother. Fine. The second one, yeah. Never thought I'd say ex-wives, plural, but I do, and that's enough. Now I'm just married to my show. Which is why, I guess, when people say, hopefully you'll be around another 25 years, it's like, oh, gosh, you're killing me. You'd probably have less stress if you're still married. No. No, (laughs) I I don't think that's the case. Anyway, worker health and safety is of paramount concern for employers. And that's even more important during the COVID-19 pandemic. A smart armband may be part of the solution. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. Here's our buddy Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. For most businesses, employees are their most valuable asset. If a worker is sick or injured, they're not as productive, and that can have a big impact on the bottom line. Wearables have become important tools in the front-line defense against workplace injuries and illness. A new armband from Kenzen monitors body temperature and heart rate, along with data on hydration and activity level. The system was originally intended for monitoring workers to prevent overheating, but with the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, it has also become helpful in screening workers for fever, which can be an indication of viral infection. The workers get an app that can alert them if they're getting too hot and need to take a cooling break. The system also provides managers with a dashboard so that they can monitor an entire team, and it provides data that can be used to predict illness or injury in the workplace. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. That reminds me, Chris, you're supposed to be wearing an armband that determines your temperature at all times, testing that for the show. Why why haven't you put that on yet? Because I already know that I'm hot. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, be sure and do that, because I want you to talk about it on the show. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. The future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com to learn more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M 
Com. Ed in Wilmington, Delaware, listens on Delaware's News Radio, WDEL. Hello, Ed. Welcome into tomorrow. I'm a 74 year old retiree, and I'm not a real tech person. I'd like to know the difference between a smart TV and the normal TV I have before I buy one. That is a very good question, Ed, and I'm glad that you asked it. A smart TV is a TV that has built-in access to some Internet services, basically. The most prominent, of course, are Netflix. Many have Hulu. Almost all have YouTube. But the list varies a lot with many TVs, including services like Pandora or Spotify, and others, including a full Roku stick, if you will, which allows users to download new services as you may need them. Yeah, and the reality of smart TVs, though, is that 99% of the time you won't use the smart features. And instead, you'll get a third-party, much better streaming stick or a set-top box uh, instead. Now, smart TVs with proprietary software are usually clunky and rarely updated, so don't pay too much attention at the smart features. Odds are that you'll want to upgrade for something more usable anyway. Yeah, very true. Every TV that I have, as I'm thinking about it, and all the ones we have around the studios are smart TVs. But yet we don't use them for those functions. I do sometimes in my bedroom and in the living room one. Yeah, I'll go to Netflix. I'll go to to Prime using Chris's account. uh, Or is it Fausto's? I don't know. Uh, But I just refuse to to pay Jeff Bozo for anything. Um, But I'll do those occasionally. But most of the time, it's on my satellite or cable. Because that's the main source for my various... TV stations that I want to watch. Yeah, and all the TVs at my house are all the old-fashioned dumb TVs, but I've made them smart by adding one of these. I have an Amazon Fire Stick in each mm-hmm. one. And if you're looking at different TVs, you know, side by side, and the smart TV is like, you know, two, three hundred dollars more than the non-smart TV, and otherwise it's the same features, I would recommend going for the less expensive one and getting like a Fire Stick or a Roku Stick, because yeah. that or then makes it... Or Chromecast, even. You can do so many things with it. Right, because that then makes it a smart TV. Yeah, very true. So, Ed, there's your best advice in the long run. If you're looking at a new TV, if it's about the same or a few bucks more to go smart TV for the same size and features that you like otherwise, uh, maybe then go for the smart TV because you'll be sort of, um, you know, we have a, a not so smart laptop that's making all that racket, but, but your smart TV will kind of future-proof you, if you will. Now, if you don't have internet access at home, if you don't have a good Wi-Fi network, or a decent amount of bandwidth, in other words, a a fast enough connection. And you don't need a lot. You know, they're saying even five or six meg is enough to do some simple streaming. Five megabits per second for for HD streaming and, you know, like 10, 10 to 15 if you're doing 4K. Yeah. But if you don't want to or don't need to do any of that or don't even have Wi-Fi at home, well, then don't buy a smart TV, especially if it's a lot more money. Because you can't hook up anything to it except maybe cast from your phone. But even that, you'd need Wi-Fi. So let us know, Ed, because we want to help you further and help others listening that may have a, a similar question, if you will. John in Fairbanks, Alaska, welcome into tomorrow. wondered what you would have for a recommendation for a smartphone for someone that has low vision problems and trouble focusing. It takes a while to focus, and sometimes the vision's on the screens go too fast. Well, ever since the Rona, you and I have had trouble focusing, but that's a whole other problem, I think, in general. But, John, the options are really Android or iPhone. 
there are no truly good smartphones that are marketed uh, as u- for users with low vision, basically. The good news is that both iOS and Android come with built-in accessibility features that are likely to help you out very much. Some won't be of much help at all to you. For example, the ability to detect fire alarms uh, or crying children and alert you. But if you need a screen reader, higher contrast, a larger font, different colors, or perhaps the ability to hear specific text read to you, those are all part of the operating systems for both Android and iPhones. Yeah, now normally we would tell you to stop by a store and ask an employee to show you, uh, since the best way to judge this is to see how they help you in particular. But since it's 2020, that may not be a very appealing option. Um, You can still get a preview on Apple and Android's websites to see what they offer. Yeah, but if you practice safe distancing, wear your mask, do that sort of thing, most of these stores are now open around the country. And you can still go in and say, I want you to show me those features. You know, if you go in, and in that case, you want to go to, you know, like a T-Mobile or Verizon or AT&T store, and whatever your carrier is, because you want to make sure that it's a phone that will work on your carrier, and ask them to show you those features. And if it's like, okay, that would be very helpful, you know, that the increased font and colors and things of that nature... That makes a big difference. Well, then you'll know a whole lot easier. And if you know others with with impaired vision as well, just ask around. Ask what other people with that same condition are using and see what works well for them. Yep. And let us know, John, what you end up with because it will help other listeners all the way into tomorrow.com. Hey guys, it's Sue Cosner, your favorite sexual health expert, with another version of Ask the Pro. This month, I got a letter from Sandy in Seattle about an explosive bedroom secret she and her husband recently discovered. She writes, Dear Sue, my husband and I used to have a great life in the bedroom, but in the last few years, he has struggled. He's tried about everything, but nothing has worked. Then one day he came home and gave me a night I will never forget. He told me about this secret formula, Noxitril, that changed our life in the bedroom once and for all. Wow, Sandy, you beat me to it. I recommend Noxitril to every guy that struggles in the bedroom. It's the only one. Noxitril is all natural and works to increase blood flow fast. It's like that little blue pill on steroids. Noxitril has a special free bottle offer shipped discreetly to your door. To find out how to get your bottle of Noxitril, call 800-574-5007. 800-574-5007. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call now. 800-574-5007. 800-574-5007. We hope you're having a fun and spooky yet peaceful Halloween weekend. Thank you for tuning in to tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. <laughs> this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com. They provide the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at IntoTomorrow.com and the free Into Tomorrow app. You know, we hardly ever get to do that except around Halloween. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sue in Kingsville, Ontario, listens on AM 800 CKLW. Hello, Sue. Uh, just in the market to purchase a new computer. Besides memory, are there any other things I need to consider when purchasing? 
Good question, Sue. Modern computers are largely capable of what most basic users put them through. But you can have a look at the type of storage. Solid-state drives, as we talked earlier this hour, will be a lot faster than hard drives. You may need less storage than you think these days, since more and more things just live online or in the clouds. Have a look at the size of the battery if you want to mostly stay unplugged. Yeah, if it matters to you, screen resolution can vary quite a bit, as can battery life. And you may want to decide whether having a touch screen is important to you, since not all computers offer that. And it's funny, I was thinking, you know, for years and years, we were telling everybody, when you're getting a computer, go for the, the max amount of memory and the max amount of hard drive space that you can afford. But that's all changing, because as you mentioned, yeah. more and more things are in the cloud, so you don't need the kind of hard drive space that we needed in the past. And frankly, that's why a lot of people are going to cross books or those sorts of things because it's all stored online anyway you just need internet access and you're good to go but certainly a little more memory is always a good thing especially if you're going to put it through its paces and have a a series of different functions that you like to do or you know doing a lot of word processing or if you do editing or you know video editing especially you're going to need a little bit more memory and certainly a little more space on the machine itself but sue let us know what you end up buying because again it will help other listeners and it will help us to know if some of the advice we gave you did pay off for you in the long run. That's important. And, of course, if you've got tips for Sue or any of our other listeners, we want to hear from you. Perhaps you can add to our answers anytime, 24-7, 800-899-INTO. Or even gooder, use the free Into Tomorrow app. 